You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Men have come from all around the world. Uh, it just fires me up to see John and Emma Causey back. blessings as a disciple. And of course, we're my best friend, Tim, Tim Turner. I love Tim Turner right there. And uh, of course, his father in the faith is here this morning. incredible time to worship God today. How I've been given is shutting the mouths of lions. Shutting the mouths of lions. How, Michael? When I think about lions, I think what the Bible talks about them. Of course, the lion is a symbol of majesty, according to Proverbs 30, verse 29. A lion is a symbol of fierceness, according to Amos chapter 3, verse 8. The lion is, dare we say, stealth, according to Job chapter 10, verse 16. And sometimes a lion can get mean and ugly, according to Psalms chapter 17, verse 12. Of course, we know the lion can be the symbol of evil. The roaring lion called Satan. But the lion also can be a symbol of our God. The true ruler in Revelation chapter 5. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 11. Let's dig on in. Shutting the mouths of lions. Hebrews chapter 11. We'll pick it up in verse 32. He says, and what more shall I say? I don't have time to tell about Gideon. Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, who through science were conquered kingdoms. It says Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets who through experience conquered kingdoms. That's the book of second opinion. That's right. The Hebrew writer tells us right away how to conquer a lion. Come on. He says you conquer a lion with faith. Come on. Yeah. You conquer a lion through faith. Come on. Any faith in the house today? Yeah. Any faith in the disciples in the house today? He says they conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. We understand that faith can move a mountain, but right here, faith can shut the mouth of a lion. Yeah. Of course, the word faith means pistis. It means to be fully persuaded. Right. Not partially persuaded, but fully persuaded. Come on. That means you're fully persuaded that only disciples are saved. You shut the mouth of that false teaching lion. That means you believe one sold out, not always sold out. You're fully persuaded of that. Because one saved, not always all saved. Come on. You're fully persuaded that there's only one church, one faith, one baptism, one hope. You're fully persuaded of that. You don't need to talk about that, right? You're fully persuaded that the entire world is lost. Yeah. Yeah. Fully persuaded. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. 
you, you don't want to go back. You know, in, the word repent, we always talk about it in, in metanoia, in you know, the Greek. The Hebrew picture meaning of the word repent, when you actually break what the Hebrew picture meaning of repent means, it actually means to turn and burn the house you were living in. To turn and burn the house. That, that, that means if you were living in a house of bitterness, the house of anger, the house of bitterness, you burn the house. You can't, see, it's good. Because if you burn the house, you can't go back there. I burned the world. I'm not going back to the world. You believe you're fully persuaded that God has called us. The family for such a time as this. Question gotta be asked, who shut the mouth of lions? Well the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 4 in verse 17. That Paul shut the mouth of lions. He says this here. Second Timothy chapter. Four, of course he writes First Timothy, Second Timothy, or First Timothy Titus, and then Second Timothy. So Paul's a little bit older right there. He's an older brother in the fellowship. We got some older brothers in the fellowship. We got, the, we got some older. I'm not, I'm not gonna. John already told me I threw him under the bus right there. I gotta win his heart back right here. He's a young man in the Lord right there. Second Timothy. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking about RD. RD. At my first offense, no one came to my support. Everyone deserted me. May not be held against it. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. Isn't that awesome? So that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed. All the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Wow. Paul's an older brother right here. So this teaches us that even if you're an older disciple, you can shut the mouth of lions. Come on. Writing from a, a deep, dark day. I mean, he's getting ready to die. Roman prison cell. He's going to be targeted as one of the, dare we say, scapegoats. <clears throat> Beheaded shortly after this. He looks around the fellowship, if there is any, in a jail. He doesn't hear no letters, no, no, no one that he's trained, no one that he's been with, no, no family. But God gave him strength. God gave him strength. And an old, seasoned, hard-line prophet understood that God was with him. And this reminds me of my father in the faith, my mother in the faith, Kevin Elaine How important in Oregon when, when things got challenged, they were still standing strong, yeah. believing, fully persuaded that through faith you can shut the mouth of lions. Yeah. When I think about older disciples, I, I think about some, some of the, in the London church, I think about our brother Rene Vermont. Ten years, yeah. no disciple. Yeah. Ten years. But Renee says, the Lord stood at my side. Yeah. The Lord stood at my side. It's so awesome to have him with us in the movie. I thought Martin Priest was Scott. They were up there in Ireland. They were just, just, just where, where, where is God's kingdom? And Martin's a 
fiery preacher. But the Lord stood at their side there with us now. I think about our brother Stuart Brown that was up there in Manchester. See, even as a, an older disciple, you can shut the mouths of lions. I think about single guys. I think about Second, uh, uh, First Samuel or First or Judges, rather, chapter fourteen, verse five. In Judges chapter fourteen, verse five, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands, as he might have torn a young goat. Now, the only person I've seen tear, tear a young goat is Ola Kukoyi. <laughs> Now, Sam, the name Samson means sunshine. God will love here next But I love the, the, the story because, you know, Delilah's continually asking him, hey, what's the secret of your great strength? It wasn't his physical strength. He didn't have any impressive muscles. Otherwise, she would have noted that. Come on, bro. But he shut the mouth of lions. And at the end of his life, he did great. And he singles in the house. Yeah. I love our sister Naomi. She's on the Paris mission team right there. The Paris church now. I love our, our single brother Yuri the Fury. Of course, we've got our brother Luca all the way from Brazil. He gave me that, that I want to be a preacher's handshake. Oh. <laughs> I'm Luca. <laughs> Singles can shut the mouths of lions. Yes. Of course, I think about David. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34. One of my favorite texts. It says, but David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping the father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. And that was a teenager who shut the mouth of a lion with his face. See, teens can shut the mouths of lions. Give me teens in the house. Of course, there's a great verse in 1 Chronicles chapter 11 and verse 22. It talks about the guy named Benaniah, son of Jehodiah, the son of a valiant man of Casbian, who had done many acts. He slew two lion-like men of Moab. This is the King James Version. Where are you reading now? It says he slew two lion-like men of Moab. He also went down and slew a lion in a pit on a snowy day. Isn't that awesome? You know what's special about the city that he's from, Casbeel? What? Nothing. And that's the point. You don't have to be from some big city to do great things for God. You don't have to be from some big
big special city or whatever, to do awesome things for God. You can be from Portland, Oregon. And do awesome things for God. Lions, I believe, that are out there. There's escapism. The lion of escapism. What's it look like? Video games.
So when you don't cast all your anxieties on God, it's because you don't believe in the promises of God. You don't believe you care. That's my anxiety. Just, we're just trying to put the EMC together. I'm just, okay, I got all this job. Says be self-controlled okay. and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And the church said, yeah. What is the strategy of a lion? I looked it up. First of all, what, what do they do? They roar. Yeah. They roar. A lion's roar can be heard from five miles away. Wow. Five miles away. Its main purpose is to freeze its opponent. And I thought about it, so you know, there's only really probably three ways to deal with a lion if you had to deal with a real lion. You either panic, you paralyze, or you pray. <laughs> <laughs> I think Daniel prayed. We'll get there. But I think when you panic, you do the wrong. I think when you when you paralyze, you do nothing. But when you pray, you do the right thing. You pray, you do the right thing. Come on, my Or despite what it is, Black History Month. Thank you. Lions work in the darkness. They work in the darkness. So if even at this conference there's sin that we're cherishing in our hearts, lions find the isolationist in the church, or the church that's isolated, or the disciple that's isolated. Lions prey on the young, the weak, and the sick. Lions love young converts. Lions love young marriages. Lions love young churches. <laughs> Lions love the sick. Yeah. Because they know when you're sick, sometimes you blame God for it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect time to attack. Yeah. Lions divide and conquer. Yeah. We've seen this in our fellowship. Yeah. Where leaders take a 180 degree turn. Yeah. And most scary, I found out, is that lions go after the heart. I, I just was very convicted by this. There's a story, this story is a true story. This guy... This guy, he goes to a farm, and he sees these sheep that, that actually were, were dead. And he asks the sheep farmer, what happened? They, they look alive. And, and, and he goes, no, they, they've actually been, they're dead. Well, what happened? Well, a puma, when you look close at the sheep, a puma had put a wound right here and literally took the heart from the sheep. Wow. So it was sitting there looking alive, but it was dead. Wow. Lions go after the heart. Yeah. Lions go after the heart. And yet when we are lions for God, we are going right after the heart of the devil. Yeah. Yeah. We're going right after his heart. We're going to tear his heart out. Make churches, build disciples, make disciples. We're going after his heart. Yeah. You know, the, the lion can go after your, your, your heart even at a, at, a, at a conference, even when the movement's moving. I'll never forget when Kim came to Portland and uh, I, 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 I was feeling real I don't know if you ever start feeling good about yourself. Feeling too good about yourself. I remember Kip says, you know, uh, uh, Matt, Matt Sullivan and Helen had came because, you know, things had got going. And, and Kip says, Matt Sullivan has done a great job. I go, Matt, that's awesome. We come to Matt Sullivan and Helen Sullivan, they're doing a great job. Week number three, Matt Sullivan over the hay. 
And I finally, I just go, okay, I'm going, I, I can't, this is not good. This is not a good look. You, you're a preacher, and you're arguing with a little old lady. In the <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, no problem, man. And I just kind of humble. And then another lady comes up, another old lady, she goes, what are you doing to that man? And they start arguing, these two little old ladies start arguing. <laughs> it's worse. So I finally, I, okay, I just, and, and the lady's, fine, we'll give it to him for that price. So I pay the price, and I'm sitting there kind of weird, and I start walking off. And the other lady who came to my defense, she goes, have a good day, Pastor. Oh. Yes, I'm a pastor. Yes, I'm a, yes. Yeah. Yeah, my church. Oh, I've been to your church. Oh. Is that right in the front row, right next to your wife? Her name is Michelle, right? Oh. <laughs> Great job. Have a nice day. Is what set him up. Come on, yeah. Michael. Yeah. You guys still with me here? Yeah. Come on, bro. Says that this the administrators in the same traps tried to find grounds to for charges against Daniel in his conduct of governmental affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy, neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, We will never find any basis for charges against this man. Unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So the administrators and the satraps went as a group to the king and said, Oh, King Darius, live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or man during the next 30 days, except you, okay shall be thrown in the lion's den. Wow. Now, O king, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the laws of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. I mean, this just fires me up. It makes me think about our brothers in Moscow, Russia. <laughs> had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed. He finds out that he's going to get in trouble. He still says, hey, no, 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 I've got to pray. Giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before this wasn't this wasn't okay. Now I'm a leader. Now I'm in top. Now I gotta pray. This was his custom. This was this was who he was. This wasn't oh my top leader. Now it's time to pray. Mission team. Now it's time to pray. 
challenge is this wasn't that crisis repentance right here. I'm in a crisis, I need God. I don't know if you've ever been in it. This was his regular thing. This was just another lion in his life. He went to God in prayer. Verse 12. So they went to the king, and they spoke to him about the royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god or man except you, O king, would be thrown in the lion's den? The king answered, the decree, the decree stands in accordance with the laws of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. Amen. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Wow. Verse 19, after they throw him in, at first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in the anguish of a voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, I mean, the world can see how powerful your God is. He says, has your God, this is a guy from the world that saw that Daniel's God was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. We can make God look so powerful with our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It says, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue from the lion? Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel. Amen. Angels shut the mouths of lions. And he shut the mouth of the lions. They've not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have they ever done anything or done any wrong before you, O king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. You know what I love is, is after he finds a decree, he gets on his knees. He gets on his knees. We're going to shut mouths of lions by getting on our knees, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it says he got on his knees three times a day. Yeah. Now, of course, we've got the prayer of the tent of meeting. I, I, I pray that you signed on up for that. Last night, of course, someone went in. Kippy says, hey, bro, nobody signed up on the, on, on the, on the, at the prayer meeting, the wow. tent right there. No one signed up. So I know after this, we'll all get signed up. And we'll make sure that we keep praying right there for all the great miracles. But I thought about it. Praying on his knees. And of course you pray on your knees because you want God to do great things. You pray on your knees because you want God to move. But I think praying on your knees is uncomfortable. Yeah. That's what I... I, it, it, I don't know if you've ever been in a prayer meeting without everybody. Okay, let's pray. You get down and you start getting a bad attitude in prayer. <laughs> I think that's just how comfortable we are. We're so used to comfort that we, we can't even have a need to get on our knees and pray. Without, I've seen some brothers, they fall away from the prayer. They lay down flat. <laughs> Prayer gets you out of your comfort zone. It gets you out of your comfort zone. I went after it today. I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to pray right in the middle of Novotel, right, right, right here. Come on. Come on, bro. Come on, Novotel. Come on, Novotel. Right here in the front. Come on. Oh, my God. 
You know, it was the Englishman who said this, Samuel Chadwick. He said, the one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. Wow. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, right. prayerless work, prayerless religion. Wow. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom. But he trembles when we pray. Wow. Lions all tremble when we pray. And I, I just see for myself, I, I've got to see my prayer life to another level. There is a roaring lion in London. Yes. And I, I realize that I, I just got to get on my knees and be like Daniel and pray. Yeah, come on. And pray. You know, I think another one of the lions that can go after us is shame. Yeah. It's shame. I think we've got to shut them out. Daniel was not ashamed. He could care less whether he died or, or not. Even when they issued an edict, he says, I'm still, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Right. Amen. And he went to his knees and he prayed. Come on. We know Paul said that later on. Yeah. I don't know if he thought about Daniel or what. But I know Satan is, can use shame in a very great, great way. Yeah. Yeah. Can use shame. He can make he can stop you even as a disciple from approaching yeah. the throne of grace with confidence. Wow. Yeah. Because you've sinned and you feel shame. But what about the shame that, that comes with a feeling? You know, I have a family where there's so much shame. There's so, so much abuse, so much impurity, so much sexual abuse. I have, a, I have a younger brother. And I say this not to offend. I say this because this is the kind of stuff, these are the things that are going on that we got to deal with. He says, because I, I, felt, I felt like this for a long time. Ever since I was young, I felt like I was attracted to me. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart when, I, when, I, when I, I look at the world. It breaks my heart being here in London and hearing people say, well, I was, I was, I was born this way. Right. You can be born again. You can be born again. You can be born again. rid of shame yeah. and shut the mouth of shame. Yeah. I pray you don't feel shame. I pray you don't feel any, you know, we think it's fear and all these, it was shame in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. They felt no shame. Yeah. They're fired up. But then when they felt shame, that's when things, that's when the fear crept in. The hiding, the blame shifting and all these other things. Right. Yeah. Okay. shame. I think we got to shut the mouth of shame. Yeah. Specifically in London. We, you know, you hear, I'm sorry. Sorry. Exactly. You're not really sorry. <laughs> but I, but I, I gotta ask: Are we are we ashamed of the gospel? Are we really? Are, do we really believe that God can deliver us from the lion's mouth? Do we really believe that? Are we really? Are, are we ashamed? To say there's only one way to be saved. There's only one way. Are we ashamed of that? Shame can, shame can get you. Yeah, it can. If you operate from a position of shame, you'll never operate believing that God can do anything great for you. I believe we're in a war, guys. We've got to shut the mouth of shame. I pray today, if you're feeling that, get open. 
get some great disciples. Amen. And let's move on, preach the word. Come on. Come on. Lastly, I think we got to shut them out to fruitlessness. Yes. Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. I like this one. Solomon was great. He learned all this great stuff from his dad, David. Proverbs 22. Verse 13. A scripture you probably read often. He says this. The sluggard says, There's a lion outside! I will be murdered in the streets. What's interesting is it says the sluggard said that. It's the sluggard that's to play it safe. Wow. You know, can't 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 be too evangelistic. Got to play it safe. Got to take care of the kids. Wow. Got to play it safe. Can't be too evangelistic. Got to play it safe. Got my studies. Got my studies. Got my university. Got to play it safe. Don't want to rock the boat here at university. Got to play it safe. Come on, Michael, preach. You know, I look, I look at where we've been at here in London, and I take personal responsibility. Come on, bro. We got to get way more food. Yes. Come on, bro. I don't even. I don't even think it's just. I think just as a movement, we got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, period. We just got to push ourselves yeah. Yeah. to God right. and really start. I hear John talk about forty days of fasting. I've not done that. But th this is a man who wants to see an angel shut the mouths of the lions that are roaring on campus. The lions that are roaring in the hearts of people. The lions that are roaring in the homes right now. The lions that are roaring, maybe even in some of us as disciples. But it takes that radical dedication to get on our knees to pray. Amen. To go to God. To get out of our comfort zone. Amen. Yeah. Come on, bro. And to crucify fear. Amen. We know the Bible says the, uh, that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Yeah. The righteous are. Yeah. What's the opposite of bold? Fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take anxiety and you take pride, write down anxiety and you write down pride. You see what's in the middle? I. Oh. Anxiety and pride are attached. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Don't want to do I I think that goes on here, brother. Yeah. I don't know if that goes on around the world, but I know the Bible says your brothers around the world are going through the same kind of suffering. Yeah. 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 But anxiety and pride go together. Yeah. And I think it's time for us to have a revival. Yeah. 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 I, I see that it's going to take more than just sheer will. It's going to take angels to shut the mouth. Oh. So I'm going to take the Daniel challenge. I don't know if you want to take it with me. Forty days. Yeah. With your days. Vegetables and water. You to take the Daniel challenge. If a 
those of you that know I love protein. Oh, yeah. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Well, you can do it. But the bigger issue is the kingdom of God. Come on. That's the big issue. Come on, bro. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.